Yo, 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 yo. We back. And you know where we at, man. The Kane is Able podcast where we talk about everything everybody else scared to talk about. And today's episode is brought to you by. Beducated. So this episode is brought to you by Beducated. You. I'm sorry. Are you looking for a comprehensive, accurate, and up-to-date sex education? Look no for- further than Beducated.com. They offer a wide range of resources on all aspects of sex, from intimacy and sexual health to relationships and self-pleasure. Beducated also offers a variety of interactive tools to help you learn and understand the material. Beducated is the perfect resource for anyone who wants to learn about sex in a safe and supportive environment. We believe that everyone deserves access to accurate and up-to-date sex education, and we are committed to providing that for our users. So visit Beducated.com and sign up and use that promo Kane at checkout for 15% off. That's Beducated.com, promo code Kane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you to the freaky deaky educated people. Because I be there every week getting my little tips so I can <clears throat> down, jump off the dressel. <laughs> I tell you, you better get in on it. I learned about. I told you, I learned about the G spot. I learned about the conga. Okay, what about squirt? What about squirt? I I I read up on it. Everybody can't do it. Everybody should be able to do it, but everybody can't do it. But Mm -hmm. uh, Sukiyana made me realize some of y'all don't be squirting. Y'all be peeing, even though it's a little pee in there anyway. But she fully peed. Y'all saw her video. Um, I did Google squirt because I feel like I've never have. You've never squirted before. You ever had an orgasm? Yes. <laughs> you sure? Because you know there's a difference between coming and having an orgasm. And Beducated will teach you that if you go uh, look it up one day. Okay. Now I'm in. Now I'm inspired. You're inspired, so you you don't know the difference between uh, coming and having an orgasm. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shay? You know the difference? I thought I mean, that squirting was like a mixture of urine, though. I mean, I heard it was. I don't do it, so I don't know. <laughs> 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 You That's know, what they say. I, now I don't really know what squirt is personally. Do you but do it? I I have done it. Okay. And mine does not look like urine. It does not smell like urine. So I don't know. Can you do it on on demand? On no, command? it's usually depending upon the my person. partner. Okay. Like, cool. Yeah. You, have you had an orgasm before? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I, did you have an orgasm and squirt at the same time? Um, so with me, and this is probably a little too... No, it's not. It's Kane's Able Podcast. <laughs> a little too in-depth. But with me, like, I'm going to... Um, Squirt. No, I'm going to come, like, you mm-hmm. know, but I want to keep going until I keep get the, the orgasm. Full, the full climax. Yeah. yeah. And so when I do that, um, usually, like, when the, if I'm fucking with somebody that I've been with, like, and we mm-hmm. doing it, like, round shit like that, if the nigga, like, pull out and that on me, mm-hmm. for some reason, that shit just turn, turn me wow. up. Like, oh, up. It, yes, yeah, sir. like, that, it be like, okay, yeah. And, and I like a partner that can come back. That's why the young guys are, they get... <laughs> They get 10 stars with me because I, they can usually. <laughs> I, I done told y'all that damn age shit don't mean shit, bro. I think, I think with younger guys, oh, like, fuck. they have assistance so that they can stay. Yeah, drugs. Yes, basically, like, but I, But older guys, seasoned, motherfucking, uh, <laughs> marinated older guys don't need them damn drugs. We got mind control over Debo. That's okay. how you feel. Damn right. Be- Devo, you say yeah. that with your chest out. Damn right. I come when I want to come. I wish she want me to come. I asked if she finished. Okay. Hey, don't, don't put that shit on young, young niggas. Nah, them niggas got help. Them niggas on perks, Molly, 
Liquor, <laughs> honey pack, cocaine, honey, honey pack. pack. It's not honey liquor. Pack. I mean, honey not pack. not cocaine. <laughs> Listen, all the drugs they do nowadays, it's the base of it damn near is cocaine. Okay. Lean. Yeah, all that shit is damn near goddamn cocaine. They on all that shit. That's why they be falling asleep while they fucking y'all. I don't see. I don't know nothing about hey, that. So I, I usually pick nice guys though. I don't get the I don't get the young turn guys. I get. I know a lot of lawyers that do cocaine. So don't, don't yeah, think they, don't I'm think they be saying, turned, that do like, drugs. It's, it's a lot yeah. of it's a lot of chill people that do drugs. This is true. Yeah. So are you a, a honey bun glazer or are you a goddamn oatmeal pie creamer? Gotta think about it. You don't know. No, cause I be experiencing different things. I be experiencing mm. like yeah, I be. It's just about the motion in the ocean. It just whatever the person bring out. Like, like yeah, okay. honestly, I like, agree. So, so you you change up by your partner as well. I think it. I think it's a big like factor for sure. Yeah, but you know, some people, regardless, it's gonna be either. Sometimes they're just a creamer. Sometimes they're just a, a glazer. Some people aren't gonna squirt ever. Some people gonna squirt depending on who they are. Some people can, in their mind, make themselves squirt. Seriously, I got a homegirl that can squirt at the drop of a fucking dime. It's crazy. What's her name? Her private story <laughs> is insane. <laughs> Make sure you share that with me. Make <laughs> sure you share that with me. I'd like to see that. I, I think you know her. I, <gasps> yeah, I tried to put you on my girl one time. Yeah, you missed out. I ain't missed out. She missed out. Mm. Fuck. Okay. Same, same energy women bring about <laughs> this good pussy. She missed out. Okay. But, um, he <laughs> 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 like that old boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so earlier, real quick, we were talking about signs and the difference in uh, was it Aquarius in January, February? I think there's a difference. Real quick, can you uh give me the difference? Because I'm a February one, so and I am too. Um, I think that we are fiercely loyal. Um, we're very, very loyal. Um, we're able to detach from things quickly. Yeah. Um, I'm very. I'm I'm very emotional led, but I'm able to detach quickly, mm-hmm. and I'm going to protect myself at all cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my emotions lead. I think January Aquariuses are not emotional. I think that they just react without mm-hmm. thinking, because mm-hmm. thinking helps you. Um, it helps you to regulate. So when you think and you have time to respond mm-hmm. and not just respond to respond, mm-hmm. you're able to gather yourself more. So sounds like, like that. So what is the cutoff date of the January Sagittarius? Like when does it start being a uh, I'm in Aquarius for January and when does it start being a February Aquarius? What's the cutoff date, you know? February first. Oh, it's the first I, I, I really didn't know. I'm not into all this horoscope stuff. But the reason why we got I the reason used, why I, I used to be into the uh, the horoscope things, but then I thought, okay, well, they're not very godly, so I oh, I read them for entertainment. Oh, they didn't align. <laughs> I I do find that some descriptions are similar to me, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's really all me. Like uh, like when you said um, February Aquarius are emotional led, I think. I get told a lot I'm too I'm too emotional list. Like I'm too like I don't give a shit so what people say. Um mm-hmm. But that's backed by your emotional list because you are you feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So in order to not feel vulnerable, you 
you take yourself out of the equation mm-hmm. so that you won't get hurt because mm-hmm. you you are led by emotions. Or maybe I just don't give a fuck. Well, which one is it? I think I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think that you're wrong. But, 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 but when I do give a fuck, I give a fuck. So, like, with me, I'm not a, a fence straddler. Like, either I give a fuck or I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm never going to be like that. Man, I don't know. Either I give a fuck. I, what is it? Fight or flight, I think they call it. Fight or flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Response. Yeah, so I think that's me. But the reason why I asked you about January or February because I have a cousin. We have the same name, and we're seven days apart. His birthday is January. Mine is 2nd, so he's the 26th of January. And we are completely different type of people. Like, he's... <laughs> He's fucking Bishop Eddie Long and I'm goddamn <laughs> Dirty Red before he was Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Like we, and, but like he's so like he used to be like me, but then he found him somebody and he went and jumped off whatever. Uh, what do that. you think that will ever be you? No. Why? Because I, as as my boy Be Easy from the uh, DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, always calls me I'm a contrarian. So I always try my best to be the eyeball of the different guy. So just That's because, crazy. yeah. So I, I, I always try you. to go against tradition. <laughs> so like, if the traditional way is to grow up, find you somebody, get married, get the big house on the on the fence, and have kids. I'm gonna do everything except get married because that's the only traditional thing that I see in that in that case or in the or other case. or is it that people place expectations based on how you were raised or how you look? So then you you are either going to conform. Mm-hmm. I hate conforming. Or either you're going to step aside because you don't want that perception of you to be right. So which one is it? I hate conforming. I hate conforming. I hate it. And in the back of my mind, I might want to conform. But because you try to force me, I'm, I'm not, not going, to, going to. That's very much So if, I, if I'm with somebody, mm-hmm. they keep saying, I want to get married. I want to get married. The more you, the more you say it, the, the further they're just going to keep pushing. But then one day you might wake up one day because you ain't said the shit in two years. And I'm like, you know what? Boom. That's crazy. It is. It is. What's your sign? I'm a Libra. So I'm y'all's air sign. That the people with the scale? So Yes. And I'm the most Libra's Libra of all Libras because I'm 10 10. So it's balanced over here, okay? I don't believe that. I at all. sense that when I walk through the door. And um, my mom is in a January uh, Aquarius. So um, when you, a lot of stuff that you were saying about the January Aquarius, like, about them being like emotionless stuff like that, I I I agree. That's something that my mom had to learn, um, to how to how do to that. love, how to display love and mm-hmm. affection. Um, <clears throat> I think because my mom, she's a Leo. Shouts out to Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very like touchy feely, very emotional, and because she was that way. Well, she, I didn't which, like um, it. So, which kind of Leo? Which which month? August. August first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then my daughter is August twenty eighth, and she's a Virgo. She's super sensitive. She's super touchy feely. Um, and I know that her love language for sure is touch, and I've had to accommodate so that I won't cause trauma. Because she has to touch me, and I don't. I'm not really a touchy feely okay. type of person. Mm. Okay, I think that's something with uh, that might be an Aquarius thing for sure. The not being um, touchy feely because I remember like with my mom, I probably can count on my hand how many times that I've hugged her. But she, I know it's love there. But if I hug her, she'll be like, "Why are you hugging me, girl? What you want?" 
Like, you know, it's something, it's, it's, I don't know. I think that's the Aquarius thing for sure, though, with yeah, not we, being touchy-feely. Yeah, yeah, I, I like to be touched when I want to be touched, but yep. I don't like the holding yep. hands. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not a PDA type of person. Nope. But when it's time um, to get down, come over and rub on me. Oh, my god! Kiss on my neck. Make the first move sometime. <laughs> and then when we finish, hold me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's Aquarius yeah. thing. Yeah. But then we out in public. <laughs> my homie, boy, what? girl, go ahead. Right. Yeah. But um, shout out to your mom, though, man. Um, but since we are on the the plane of family and family orientation and children and things of that nature, before we get into today's topic, what I want to listen. today's topic? I'm about to give it to you as soon as you tell everybody who you are because we just jumped in the horoscopes right. and, and even let everybody know who you were. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's okay. That's what we're going to do right now. And if you want to go into, you know, your day-to-day, your professional, whatever, that's up to you. But uh, definitely let the people know who you are. Well, um, I'm a Darlington native, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just Sarah. Just Sarah. That's it. That's where we're gonna leave it at. Cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, so Ashley, the, t- I'm just Sarah because there's nothing <laughs> just about Sarah right <laughs> <At> now, <all. laughs> like at all. <laughs> but there, but the listeners are gonna find that out for themselves. I think here real shortly. Um, so today. What I did want to talk about is a post that uh, Sarah and I both were commenting on about, I think it was about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, someone shared a post, and the post... <clears throat> did you not see the likes between the people that you know are single and the likes between the people that you know are married? Did you see that? Did you pay attention to it? I didn't. You should. I take it that you did? I did. What was the ratio? You can tell a lot by what someone... Says or how they interact. If they're married or not? Well, it's just the ratio of what works in your household mm-hmm. works in your household might not work in another household. I I always agree with that. But I think some people also <clears throat> hide what works or doesn't work in their household and try to portray a fantasy lifestyle on social media to the public. I agree. You know what I mean? I, so in your household, you you might it might be is a fifty fifty bill paying or split down the middle, and you might hate that. So publicly, your fantasy world is that I could tell social media because who gonna tell me I'm lying? Is that all, my man pay all the bills? I got a real man. I don't do nothing but goddamn make sure the food ready. Da da da. So now on the surface, we thinking like, damn, she got a nigga like that. But really behind the scenes, he, he knocking the head between the washer and dryer, and she going half on bills. But that's what social media has made today's world. Though. You could you could be what you, who you want to be, what you want to be. But then you then you have to know people in reality too, because people portray a lot for an audience that really just don't give a fuck. Some people <laughs> do give a fuck. Some people live day by day for these uh, social media interactions. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm, do you agree? I agree. Some yeah. people do. So <laughs> sometimes you gotta. Be aware of those type of folks. You, you can sit there and, and post something about goddamn man. I I don't know what to eat for lunch today. And that same person that coming every day gonna sit and say, "Oh, you should go to Starbucks and get the number number seven with the da 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 da." And then later on, you could you might comment something about assignment for work. They gonna comment on that too. Some people live for that. So <laughs> you gotta be 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 aware, <clears throat> and you gotta be true to yourself of whether or not you give a fuck about what the people who gonna comment on your stuff got to say. That's a part of co and self-regulation, though, because 
you might want to respond in a certain type of way, but then you also have to think, like, how do I want this person to experience me in this moment? I don't give a fuck. I agree. I, <laughs> I don't really care what people think or, you know, I think that people put perceptions or they put expectations on people. And when they don't align to those, then they're upset. I just personally, I, I think that I'm a loner by nature and mm-hmm. I, I like being able to thrive on my own because mm-hmm. as an individual, I know that, you know, I came into this world by myself and You're I'm gonna leaving go by, by myself. Okay. Well, speaking of expectations, both of you, either one can go first. If you're dealing with a guy, because I don't know if either one of you are single or not. Shade switches by the week. You, you're new here, so I don't know. Do not. But if you're de- <laughs> Do not come for her. <laughs> but if you're dealing with a guy and the guy has children, you know, with his baby mama or whatever, or multiple baby mamas or whatever, um, what's the expectation of what financial responsibility is too much or not enough to the other parent? Doesn't matter who go first. I I can go first. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> I am in a relationship. Okay. Um, I do have two children gotcha. with the person that I'm in a relationship with. And um, you know, not to just put his business out there, but he does have another child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is financially responsible for this child mm-hmm. by court order. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that I don't I don't try to count or keep up with what he does for his child financially because that's his responsibility as a father. Mm -hmm. So what he does, I mean, and and my thought process is, are you going to watch someone struggle because you don't give a fuck? Or would you prefer to help the mother of your child because it, it, it benefits your child? So... I mean, are you always going to be in a position to help them? I don't know. It depends upon the person. But I think that however you choose to, you know, be responsible and accountable for your child, Mm -hmm. I'm with. And I don't think that that's my business Mm. um, because you're taking care of what we have here Mm -hmm. and how you choose to take care of – your other responsibilities, that's not really, you know, that's not that's not up for me to know. That's between you and your your child's mother mm-hmm. to me. Okay. Good answer. What about and, you? And then also, I think it helps that, you know, my partner has never made me feel uncomfortable or he's never made me feel that I should be worried or concerned about what's going on over here. Mm-hmm. So he's he's made me feel comfortable so I don't have to question how he moves or what he or, does. Or his motives. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Shay, what about you? Um, I agree. I agree. Wait, what? She said a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> so for me, um for me, um, that's something that I'm not going to too much get involved with, however mm-hmm. you see however you deem necessary to take care of your child Mm -hmm. as a grown woman, Mm -hmm. I'm going to respect it. Um, I don't, um, Oh, this is good because I was in a relationship with a person that had a child. No, uh, it's been a year and a half now since we changed by the week. So this one, don't do that. I I be, I be dating, not, in a relationship, so I be. <laughs> is it okay for men to date and and they no. change up by the week? No, everybody should date. Okay, yeah, so, I'm cool with everybody. Dating. So yeah, he's okay. talking about me, but um, right. 
I'm cool with everybody today. Just keep the yeah. energy the same on both sides. Is all I so, say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, being in that relationship, um, that was my first time being in a relationship with a man with a child. Never experienced that before. Thought I was, I, I never wanted to do it, which I know guys hate to hear women with kids say that because obviously I have a child. But I didn't have intentions of dating someone that did have one. And and I did. And that was um, such an experience. But that experience has taught me that however these people see fit to take care of their child, it's either you are okay with it or you're not okay with it. You're going to stay in a relationship or you're going to... Because at the end of the day, whether the man is with you or not, mm-hmm. he's still going to take care of his child. That doesn't stop. So. Hopefully. Hopefully, you think that they if will take the, care If of a man child. is financially responsible for his kid and he's, mm-hmm. regardless if he in a relationship or not, more than likely, that's something that he's going to continue to do, <clears throat> relationship yeah. or not. So, yeah, you know. You never know. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to read the post that, that sparked this uh, idea to have this topic. And then I'm going to see if you still feel, if you both still feel the same way after I read the post, right? Mm-hmm. Me and my BM are not together but she still reap benefits off of me. If you have a problem with that, we can't be together. She has my kids. And if she need anything from rent paid, consumers paid, water bill paid, money in her pocket, whatever I'm coming. I don't know what you and your baby daddy relationship is, but I want to see her successful by any means. And I'm helping. So if you're in a relationship, if you were in a relationship and say, uh, would you be okay with your boyfriend paying consistently paying his baby mama rent? I don't think, well, I can't say that because I don't know. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's for people that are in a different tax bracket than what I'm in. Okay. And so with that being said, when you're taking into what the man's financial aspect may be, mm-hmm. it may be, you know, he may earn that to where that is something that he feels like is set up in his finances. You know what I'm saying? So mm. if it's that type of situation, then so be it. If you feel like you're bringing, you know, to the table like that where you're able to do that, then because some guys feel like their, their baby mom need like a self-care day. For the average guy, a self-care day might be sending her to a spa. Mm. Um, for somebody that's well-to-do, that might be sending her out of the country for a couple of days and, and keeping the kids. So mm. it just, to me, it depends on... Um, where a man is financially, what all he's doing. Because if you're going broke trying to make sure this girl is in a good place, okay, we need to. That's going to be my, that was know, be my next question. What, what if it's taken away from your current, your household, because he's trying to maintain a lifestyle? And I ask that because if if I had a, 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 a girl and she had a child by another man, but we're together and he's paying whatever for her, I'm going to think he's fucking. Because in my mind, ain't no nigga just doing that shit just because we got a kid together. Um, but again, that is me thinking as a man. I could be thinking with the wrong head. And sometimes I'm, I try to put myself in the woman's shoes. Would she really think that I'm paying $1,200 a month for mortgage over here and then paying $1,800 a month for her rent over here just because she's my baby mama and I ain't getting nothing out of the deal? I think, like, I think of this because I grew up in a single-parent household. Mm-hmm. So I saw my mom work three jobs to provide, mm-hmm. and and I had a, a great village. And when I say a village, I mean like my grandparents, my aunt and uncle. I had support. So where my mom lacked, they, you know, they 
they covered it. Right. My mom never brought like men home. She never introduced me to men or anything like that. I think it's also like a culture thing too. But in the aspect of, I, and I shared something a couple of weeks ago, and it said, you know, if you real, you gonna they're gonna do right by you. And I think that that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful that I have like really great men in my life that. If I ever fall short, and it's not even falling short, but if there's something that I need or that I want, you know, I'm thankful that I have that. Like, I got that to go mm-hmm. to because I was raised with the aspect of, you know, you don't ask men for anything. Mm-hmm. Because when you ask, that means that they want something in return. Mm-hmm. And so I was just exactly. always taught that, you know, men and my family, they historically, they provided because they didn't want me to ask. Right. It was very hard for me to even, like, ask my partner for help because I was just so used to just... Getting it done. Yeah, like, that's super, that superwoman. Like, I can, I'll make it work. I'm going to make it. I'm accommodate. So, you guys got a trip planned. And about a week before the trip, your your partner comes to you and cancels. It was said that you guys need to cancel because uh, Rebecca needed her uh, rent paid and she was short on the, on the light bill. Are you still okay with that situation because you feel like he's doing what he's supposed to do as a father, or now is a conversation need to be had? To whereas you got to focus on home first and then let her still she got to be responsible for something or are you not thinking well damn if you if she was behind and you paid it what she did for you like where your mind state gonna go to if something in your house has to change because the actions of an outside household to a responsibility that he has is it still noble and he's been a good man he's been financially responsible or now is it we got to have some type of conversation I'll put out I'll, I'll break it down with myself. So last year I was having car issues and I was just like financially I'm not in a great a really good place. Mm-hmm. And I was turning 30 and I had talked about and I had planned this trip, you know, to Mexico. celebrate no, oh. to celebrate my birthday. Um, you know, turning 30. So that's like a milestone birthday. Well, I was like, okay, I'm going to just cancel the trip. Mm-hmm. My partner was like, no, we're not canceling the trip. He just covered everything. Right. So, you know, financially it took the strain off of everything for me because I didn't have to I didn't have to do anything. So, I feel like if it's in a situation where it's a week before you're leaving and your partner says, you know, I don't got it or maybe this isn't going to work with me going because my finances are looking short. Well, then that's when that whole, you know, this is a partnership. And so where you fall short, I can help you. I can assist you and I can pick up where you left off. And you okay with picking up because he fell short because he helped out his baby mama? Um, I think that being a <laughs> provider, um, I, I feel that for women and, and men too in general, though, um, we're very emotionally led, and so sometimes we think irrationally. Um, I probably, if it, I probably would be upset, I'm okay. not gonna lie. I, there we I go. Now, there we go. Now it's coming out. There we go. I'll be upset. And then it happened two months. It happened again two months later. Now not, not, not a trip, but now it's like, hey, you think you could cover four hundred dollars of the other mortgage this month because. Now we need to talk. Okay, now we're getting there. What about you? 
Yeah. Um, no, it can, everything can't be rainbows and goddamn unicorn <laughs> pussy. So you got to be some realistic shit going on now. It's the unicorn <laughs> pussy for me because, wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? It's great. Um, okay, <laughs> you've experienced. I have. I, I shit at rainbows for a week. Okay. <laughs> so, um, with me, like, okay, if my partner was like, okay, we got to cancel the trip because baby mama needs some help. Mm. Um, first of all, we're not canceling a trip. Um, that's just that. Um. I don't know. I think I might have something in me that would try to like, I, I want to help my man. Like mm-hmm. Sarah said, it's a partnership. So right. yeah, I'm a, okay. You know what she need now, depending on what it is, we can kind of, you know, we might can at least do half and see what she can come up with. Cause I know she got some ways, you know, every woman should. $40. $40. <laughs> $40 what? <laughs> What the fuck are all these under? What does that cover now? Hey, Gas? 40 multiplied by 10 is 400. Oh, my gosh. Please, Kane. With the... You said women got ways? I mean, they do. Okay. Every 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 woman should have a person that cares about them, men or women, a person that cares about them that should be willing to help them. Like, honestly, I feel like that, especially if you're a person that doesn't mind helping people. And I happen to be one of them people. Mm-hmm. I help people. So you're going to help baby, baby mama? I would help baby baby mama if baby baby mama trying to help herself. I ain't even going to count. I have done things in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, like, watched other people's kids, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, that's that's helping them, taking yeah. them to school. That's helping them. Yeah. I never financially had to give anybody any money that I know of, but mm-hmm. have I broken bread with my man? Absolutely. Now, what he do with it, yeah. that I may never know. Because, you know, people are a creature of habit. So in my mind, I would think this baby mama would notice that this is possible, that he will pay my rent if I ask him to. He will cover the electric bill if I ask him to. Sometimes people become uh, over abusive of people's kindness. Mm-hmm. So, so they exploit the fuck out of you. I think yeah. that's yeah. now that's a nature. whole other situation. And, and, that's, and, and, and that's what I'm getting at. Where, where does the boundary get put up? Of okay. I understand in the beginning, da da da, but now, because you know, you're going to see the exploit before he will, because in his mind, I'm mm-hmm. doing what I'm supposed to do for my child. Yeah. The other woman going to see the exploit first. Like, yeah. she's using you. Like, she just asked for the rent last month. Like, why she ain't got her rent money? You know what I'm saying? So, when I see people make posts like this, and I think, again, it's for clicks and likes, because, again, most people in a, in a regular, I'm saying a, a regular tax bracket, can't comfortably, in today's economy, cover two households. And I'm saying on a regular tax bracket. Now, I understand in the next one, maybe so. <laughs> but in a regular, everyday person tax bracket that works a normal nine to five, that's not like a senior executive, not like a board of directors, something like that, where rent is $1,900, $2,100, mortgage is $1,500, $1,600, then that's just a mortgage, not counting the utilities, the car notes, car insurance. So at what point does you as the girlfriend or fiance or whatever, or maybe even wife say, Hey, we, we gotta kinda cut off a, a scale back or we gotta come to type of agreement because she's getting a little too comfortable. For me, <clears throat> the minute that my man <clears throat> starts getting, getting choked up. <laughs> the minute that my man Get starts personal? getting <laughs> exhausted with oh, doing this, he's fucked up. I'm gonna have to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. I'm that's where it's going. Like when it starts to like weigh on this man and he's staying up at night and mm-hmm. you know, he frustrated and stuff like that. Okay, mm-hmm. let's talk. You know what happens next? What happens next? I mean, y'all put it to a stop? What? Child support court. 
child support probably cheaper than um what guys would do if they weren't on it, honestly. So in some cases, in it some is. cases, some it people is. only pay fifty three dollars. It a is, week. but then the same woman that fought to put you on that child support that will get that fifty three a week would not say that ain't shit. Well, but but what I was gonna get at too is that sometimes with men that's on child support, it's not about whether or not it's more or less being on child support. Sometimes it's the fact that you even did it and now I'm forced to give you money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, then it's turned kind of to an ego thing. But again, you said you had to put a stop to it. Once you notice, when what's your boundary and your reaction to once you see it becoming a trend and exploiting and getting over on your uh, partner? Well, uh, my partner happens to be very uh, conservative, and I'm more of the giver mm-hmm. in nature. Um, Talking to the mic, everybody want to hear you. I'm more of the giver in nature. He's more conservative, mm-hmm. um, so I I could never see him really doing that honestly just because it would be so out of character for him for him to um, what just stop for him to eat like to get to to do that to do um, what like i think that it i think that that man has to to know um because if a man is smart and he knows how to adapt then he's not even going to have those issues within his household because you have to know, I'm in the house with you. This person is not. You have to live oh, with me. Oh, shit. He kind of down old, the old network Tyler Perry movie. No, no, no. That's in a perfect world. You want to be in a realistic world. Realistic world. You you notice the exploitation going on. He see it as he's taking care of his other child. When do you step in and what's that conversation going to be like? Once you know this, like, hey, babe, I understand what you're trying to do, but it's, it's hurting us. At what point does that conversation get had? Or do you just not? It, it doesn't bother you. Like, maybe it never gets to the point where it's an issue for you. Honestly, I've never been put in that that predicament. Um, but just thinking now, um, I'm a very solution-based person mm-hmm. by nature. Mm-hmm. And I've had to just be solution based by nature as well um you don't know do you i don't know. <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know and 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 hopefully you never have to go through that but again i wanted us to you know cuz everybody likes to to paint the picture and that's why i don't like uh giving people the topics or the questions i'm asking before they get here cuz now it's kind of rehearsed they can kind of sit down and think about it i want people to kind of get a natural reaction because some people Again, back to the social media thing when I said earlier, <laughs> want to give off a certain perfect world solution or answer. And sometimes it's not one. Sometimes it, it gets ugly. Um, so me as a man, it's going to be rare that I think I encounter a situation where I have to worry about what the baby. And I really don't think the the baby mom, my significant, my partner will let me know all what goes on with her baby daddy when it comes to finances. Mm-hmm. Because women are kind of... And more secl- not secluded, but more private about their outside finances. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, a nigga come to the like, man, this bitch try to put me on child support. This bitch is at me for six hundred dollars. I already pay your child support. Like we'll tell y'all because it pisses us off. So we feel like we can confide to y'all and y'all understand. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think most women kind of hold us kind of at a distance with a long handed spoon about every detail when it comes to y'all. Wise once told me that you never let a man know what you have or what you have going on because the more they know, the less they'll do. 
That sounds like treachery. And I think um, it was something you said earlier about... Um, Is it Canism? No. Oh. Um, when you was like, um, as a man, you would have an issue with somebody doing so much for your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. More than likely, the woman is not even going to tell you how her bills are getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, it just will come a point where she be like, and this is not all women, because some women will have you paying the rent and somebody else paying it too. But yeah. there are some women that will actually, <clears throat> you know, just go to their baby daddy and be like, look, I'm seeing somebody now. Um, You know, the the bills, they're good. You know, and, and that to me like is like obviously the ideal situation like mm-hmm. you know that's just how it should look but it don't always work like that yeah, but um something else that you said about guys being so open about oh she hit me for this and now she's trying to get this and that that's the only thing when it comes to finances that's the only thing y'all tell us is what somebody trying to get for y'all from y'all mm-hmm. you guys never say Hey, babe, I'm up a hundred k or whatever you. However, you know your why? finances are set some. up. Guys never, <laughs> guys some. never disclose their financial <laughs> what you just situation. Say? <laughs> what you just said because y'all ask I just got an apartment off my credit <laughs> recently because I was young and naive. Got a place, and the guy he wanted to come with me, and so I let him. This was like in my very early twenties. Mm. Um, I never asked him about his financial situation because I thought he had a good job. So I never, I was like, baby, I want to move. He was like, shit, I want to move. I was like, okay, let's do it. I knew I had the money, so I was just counting on him to be straight. Mm -hmm. So when we signed, well, when I signed the lease, he was like, well, I was like, you know what? My mama put my name on the the hospital (laughs) bill when I was six. He was, he was, um, his job at that time. He was working at Honda and he had not gone full time just yet. Oh my God. He said he thought he had a what? I thought he had a good because I was young and naive. Like I said, I was in my twenties, so at that time he was with gold chains and shit. Uh, I, you know, I have actually bought him a couple chains. He still be wearing them. She, she tried to build a nigga. Man, you, you mean you don't look like it yet? But I'm gonna get you, they boy. You, I but if you real, you gonna help. It's like, okay, we're trying to build, so I'm going to help. Like, I was working on my credit, so I was trying to work on my man's credit because mm-hmm. it's going to help us. It's going to help our household. So, you know, here I am. I'm I'm building credit. I'm making your authorized user to get your credit up, too, mm-hmm. because what benefits you benefits us, benefits our house. Mm-hmm. That's how it should thing. be. That's how it should be. And yeah. I, ha- I have actually done that. Yeah, I've, d- I've done it for my kids. Um, <laughs> I mean, have you? You can make your kid authorize you in your credit card. Yeah, this, just, just make sure you do right by the shit. Though. Um, but so you just got it off your credit recently. Um, yeah. Um, so how the conversation went when he when y'all wouldn't sign? He's like, "Baby, I can't sign." Um, well, I knew that he wasn't going to sign. Mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't going to sign. Um, how old was he? We were the same age. Okay. We actually, if I say this, everybody gonna know who I'm talking about. We're a day apart. Uh-huh. Uh, so same year, everything. Uh, same age. What? Now, we don't know the hell you're talking about. I mean, y'all not, <laughs> but I'm talking about the listeners that, because there are people that be. Yeah, your yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, my people listen yeah. for sure. So they'll, yeah, they'll know. Syracuse. <laughs> they'll know. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I knew he wasn't going to sign simply because the place where we were moving to, mm-hmm. um, I knew he wasn't going to sign. And no, uh, we weren't moving to no projects, but. Yeah, so I knew he wasn't going to sign. So, and I I had no issue with it. But my thing was when I found out 
you know, certain things about his work and stuff like that. I was like, okay, you about to go full time in a few mm-hmm. um, weeks because they'll let you know where you are with getting hired on. So he knew that, okay, I'm in I'm, I'm in a number. So right. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to just hold it down. And um, You was paying everything? I was paying Lucky everything. ass nigga. I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> nah, he was, he was fucking the nuts yeah, at you. That's why he was paying everything. He was yeah, fucking. He was fucking the nuts at you. You're real. <laughs> he was. He, he was a unicorn dick. <laughs> he was. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna pay it. I'm gonna hold it down. You just come in. You know, once you go full time, everything like that. That boy went full time and got the car the same year that we was in. Like, how you went and got a 2015 and you still not helping me? Like, that's crazy. So, I ended up having to move before my lease was up. Mm. Uh, I moved to another place. And I was like, you can't come this time. You can't come. This is something that I have to do. Because I felt less than a woman. Because I got a child. How? Mm. I, that's not cool. Not having to, you know what I'm saying? Not having to move my child like that. That's not, I ain't cool with it. So, I had an issue with that. So, I'm like, you ain't coming. You ain't coming. He did that unicorn dick thing that he was doing. And I let him come. And he mm-hmm. ain't paid shit when he came there either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dickmatize her ass. You think I ain't coming? Young and crazy. I think. No, that's real. That's life. <laughs> that's right. life, and and that's, that's what I like to hear because that's realistic. Like people try to act like they had the perfect life. Like I've never did this, and I've never done that, and I would never. Yes, you have. We all have. Now I ain't ever. No, I be lying. When you got kids, you can't say what you won't ever do. Because kids, like, they make you go hard. But, like, they're going to make you work. Like, they're going to make you strive to be better, to do better. But being realistic, that's the difference in a custodial parent and a non-custodial parent. True. Agree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the, the limits or the risks you may take is very different as a mother than what I, as a non-custodial parent, would take. Because me up and moving to San Diego or Dallas, Texas for a job, Ain't really gonna affect my life, you know what I'm saying? It affect my life with my child, and my relationship, my physical. With and my, which the custodial parent is going to be the one that's doing the mending because that baby gonna cry for sure, yeah. and, and mama gonna be there. And also, if the custodial parent decides to take a job in Wichita, Kansas, or wherever, it's it's questions you have to answer for yourself. Like, okay, I got help here in Darlington or Columbia, mm-hmm. where I'm at. Like, you know, when I need a sitter, I got one. My baby is keeping that relationship with my side of the family because they get to see them every day or every weekend. Mm-hmm. Now you you get a job off of, you know, across the country. Now you can sit in that relationship with your family, that help you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, moving somewhere new and unknown, whereas the non-custodial parent, which let me just say sometimes it's not always the father that's the non-custodial parent. I know some True. fathers that are custodial Absolutely. parents. Absolutely. Um, the risk and reward is, is is not the same. Like even me myself as a non-custodial parent, my first child was born my last in the military, and I had the decision either stay in and have a physical relationship with my child, or pursue my dreams of what I wanted to do, which was get the military and get a degree. So for the those four years I was in college, the relationship I had with my child was like once a month, sometimes once every three months. I actually drove up there to see her. Mm-hmm. I think she came out here twice. I had to go get her and bring her back. But the point I'm making is, it was easy for me to make the decision. Because I wasn't stuck with the child. Now, at 22 years old, I ain't think about it like that. I think about like, shit, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to get me a good job. I'll make up for it later. But the mom, on the other hand, was up there by herself now because I, I moved out and left, came back to South Carolina. She was by herself. She used to text me about how hard it was just to get out the tub sometimes because her stomach was so big and she got to go fill out like, this paperwork. Oh, and all that. she was pregnant? I did. But like I said, that's a decision that, that I came to at a crossroad with. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't want to be in the military no more. 
I don't understand how you even joined the military. Like how, like I understand because it helped you to get where you are. But at the same time, I don't rationalize how you can protect and serve a country that don't give a fuck about a black man. Well, at that time, I wasn't as knowledgeable on the wars and the politics behind it. At that time, I was 18. I thought I was going to get an athletic scholarship somewhere that I wanted to go that I didn't get. And I had a mother that said at 18, you're a man. You're either going to work or go to school, but you're getting out of here. So I want to go to school, play sports. That option wasn't there. And at the time I was working at, uh, it's now City Trends, but back then it was Sara Lee Hosiery, mm-hmm. moving pantyhose. Okay. And I realized what the, what the thing called be the pallet jack. And I realized that wasn't nothing I wanted to do. <laughs> so I went to a recruiting station one day. And matter of fact, it was classmates of mine that was coming to school with them uh, $5,000, $10,000 bonus checks for and listen. So I'm like, well, shit, you got 10 bands? Oh, you got 30 bands? Oh, shit, I'm, going, I'm about to go to the recruiting station tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up there. So during that time, I still didn't give a fuck about the politics behind it. It wasn't until I actually went overseas and the people that saw us immediately start saying like fuck Bush and fuck America and you you guys are bullies and all this and that like nigga I don't even give a fuck about that shit but that's when I start getting into the whole they don't care about us and you know start looking at the people like Muhammad Ali that uh or not even Muhammad Ali or people like in the sixties that and seventies that went to Vietnam and came home and couldn't get a job because they was black and things of that nature but when I enlisted um, I didn't I wasn't privy to that information or those feelings of a country that didn't give a fuck about a black man. Um, I didn't get up on that till I part in my late twenties. Would I? Do I regret going? No, only because I met some great ass people. I met some white people that were better than some of the black people I met when it came to helping my career and helping me learn my job. So I won't say I regret going. Uh, would I do it again? Depending on my financial situation at eighteen, I don't know. But would I suggest it to anybody now? I would suggest against it, but I wouldn't knock you for going because if your if your family poor and your mama on food stamps or whatever, you can improve that. But I okay, so that brings up another question for me as you were talking because you said that you wanted to go to school, you know, athletically mm-hmm. get a scholarship, mm-hmm. but you skipped over the fact that academically in a classroom that you can strive. And that you 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 have and you are academically strong enough to to be in a in a a higher education mm-hmm. classroom. That there's no doubt about that. So so that's not even an aspect. And I went to school with really really intelligent, smart people, and I have a classmate full rides everywhere. Got mm-hmm. recognized nationally for having like the highest ACT score that year. I mean, anywhere he wanted to go, he could. But I think now he's like home trapping, and I'm like, well, I don't understand because you like, you had it made. Like, college ain't for everybody. For one, college ain't for everybody. Like, I knew that that was my way out. Like, I wasn't good at anything else but the classroom. So I knew that that was going to be my way out. That was going to be, you know, in a sense, how you are athlete. That's that's my strength. And I'm going to use it to my best advantage. But you realize and accepted that early. That person you're speaking about, didn't like, they realized college went for them early and didn't want to go. Whereas for me, I graduated, I think, number 11 out of my class. Um, I had like little partials academics, but I knew that wasn't why I wanted to go to college. I want to go to college to play sports and have sex. <laughs> and I knew that. So as I got older, I realized me going to college fresh out of high school probably wasn't, wasn't the best option for me because I probably would have flunked out. I didn't care about going and being a cum laude nothing. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to be coming, but not a cum laude. <laughs> I wanted to go play sports and fuck women. That was it. Because that's what, I had older cousins already there, and that's what they were talking about. So I had some cousins that was already into the military, and I had some that went to college. The one that was in college, like, they was having fun. The ones in the military was kind of like, they had fun some days, some days they hated. So where did you go to college? So I ended up getting out of the military and going to South Carolina State. The. The South Carolina State loyal Thank son. Because <laughs> at the time when I was in the military, I had a cousin who was there, um, and he got killed, like, Three months before he was about to graduate. So I was like, mm-hmm. and even for homecoming, when y'all went there, he slid me his ID through the gate so I could get in the game for free. It was state homecoming. I was like, damn, this how that shit really is? So that's why I decided to go. And I did what I wanted to do out of high school. I had a lot of sex, had a lot of fun, and I paid people to take my, my tests and stuff. And I graduated. No lottie, nothing. Go. Oh, you. Yeah. All my homies was Coom, Coom, Magna Coom, Summa Coom. Mm-hmm. They just called my name. It wasn't no lot of nothing behind it. I ain't had no tassel, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had no rope. That was it. But that was cool enough for me. That was me. That was that cool was enough me. for me. Yeah, I made it. That's all I cared about. Everybody said a 3 and a 3 and a 3 I had a 2 set. No, I had a, yeah, I had a 2, what I had, 2 nine, seven or something like that. But I, I walked across that stage and shook Colin Powell's hand. Okay. Yeah, and I had a job two months later. So it all worked out. So college went for me out of high school, and college may not be for the trapper guy that you're talking about. Um, everybody has their own path. I knew at 22 years old, providing for a child in the military wasn't something I wanted to do. Because um, everybody get paid the same thing. Everybody know you get paid on the 1st and 15th. So I made, a at that time, what was a selfish decision to go and pursue my career. Um, but in the end, everybody happy now. Because she probably getting that check. I am, and them big mothers are too. I mean, it, it took them a little longer. Um, my oldest, she had to get in the military and go to school, but she finally graduated. My my second uh, daughter, mom, she had to sit out a year to have my daughter, but she finally graduated and got her master. So in the end, it did, all. And so, did you help them while they were in school? On well, my weekends. Just on weekends. I didn't live around here. Like when I graduated, my first job was in Maryland, and then my next job was in Atlanta. I didn't come back to uh, South Carolina until like 2013. So. Again, back to the whole, uh, where's the boundary of what you'll do for your... So you never had, and you don't have to speak because it's so personal, but so you never had a situation where you had your child's mother saying, you know, like, I'm falling short and I need help. Child support. So you think child support cures all? No, they thought that. They thought that. I didn't ask to be put on child support. They thought that. But child support helps protect you and them. I I don't know. They they put me on it. And it makes you accountable. Like I mean, I, they don't have to ask. It just they know it's coming. I didn't disagree with it. I didn't fight it. You know, it it, it was what it was. You know what I'm saying? So you had some strong feelings towards it. Oh, though. definitely. Why? Because like I said earlier, it's now you forcing me to do something that I was already willing to do. Financially. Because that's all you're getting is the check. You're not gonna make neither one of my uh daughter parents that put me on child support. File for joint custody or split custody, none of that. All they wanted was a check. So you're trying to f- use the court to forcibly make me do something I was already willing to do. And when I offered the same amount of money just without the courts, you said, well, I don't need a day to come that you're going to change your mind and decide to stop. So you forcibly made me do something I didn't want to do. So, yeah, I was I was opposed to it. Okay, that sounds so immature. It could be. And, again, I'm telling you my, my thought process is at 22 and at 26. And they're differently now. Yeah. I still don't care for child support, but 
my thought process to today is like you said, is it holds me accountable. It it covered my end and theirs. Um and I'm not one of those fifty three dollar a week people payers either. You know what I'm saying? Like nowhere close to it. <laughs> so um So they getting that check. I mean, to some people, yeah. I mean, but again, I ain't I put like my, my boundaries stopped at the child support when it came to finances. Now when it came to my so weekend. That's, that's how that's how so many people think. Cause by court order, that's all I'm obligated to do. That's what you decided. So by court order, once the judge uh, puts his little stamp on that, by court order, they don't say nothing about weekends, don't say nothing about holidays. All that says per week, bi-weekly or monthly, you ought to pay this amount. You don't say nothing so, about Christmas, holidays, birthdays. So who are you hurting the child? Because now they're developing trauma because you feel that in your head, I'm going to prove a point to you because you did this. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, that child's going to grow up and say, well, you know, dad wasn't here, but mm-hmm. he sent his money. But I just really just wanted him here. Do you see how that can like spawn other things like the things that we do now? It does affect the generations ahead. And like I said, I agree. But that's my thought process at 22 and at 26. At 22, I called one of my kids' moms from the mall asking for a shoe size. And she told me, we don't need nothing for you because me and my man, we good over here. Matter of fact, don't even worry about it. You ain't even got no daughter no more. Boom, boom, boom. At 22 years old, you tell me that. I'm like, cool. That, that, that what you feel? Cool. So I ain't going to do nothing. You tell me that at 34 years old or 35 years old, nah, like what, what's going on? Let, let's figure it out. So at 22, I stopped doing anything. I stopped driving up there to go see my kid. I stopped sending money. Because there wasn't no cash app then. So this is me having to go drive to a bank depositing money. I stopped doing all that. Three months later, I get served. So I'm like, yo, how are you going to tell me not to do X, Y, Z? And then you go serve me. And her exact words was, because I told you to stop. Don't mean you supposed to stop. You still know you had a child. So again, my thought process at 22, that's the way it was. I ain't going to say I was selfish, but I was more of a fight or flight. You know what I'm okay. saying? This situation you put me in, then cool. That's the situation we in. Um, and then the next situation was just kind of like, at 22, I was just getting to college. So it's like, I had to figure that shit out. At 26, I had a job. I had a career. I had a decent job. Mm-hmm. My daughter mom had cousins and friends that had guys on child support that was paying, at back then, $25 a week, $20 a week. They get in her ear, and I only know this because one of, her, one of the people in her circle used to tell me stuff on the side. Oh, now they telling her to get you because you got a career job and you going to have to pay, boom, 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 boom. So that way the resentment started with me. It wasn't that I was thinking about hurting my child. I was looking at that shit. You trying to hurt me because you're sitting here discussing with others how you're going to hurt me financially. So, all right, cool. So, again, I was mature. And that's where my limitation, my, my boundaries went. My Whoever I dealt with back then didn't have to worry about me doing nothing extra outside of that child support. I wasn't paying no rent. But maybe I was with the amount of child support I was paying. But I wasn't willingly paying no rent. It wasn't no Christmas. It wasn't no birthdays. It wasn't none of that. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay, so another question. Could you be with a woman that has a child and has their father the child's father on child support but mm-hmm. you her man y'all living together so how you feel about that like do you feel like she shouldn't have that child's father pay because you're in the picture and you're there or do you think no like he should pay that's not my business and i'm gonna stay out of that he should or shouldn't pay and it's not my business so if we together inside his home now, if you live in one place, in your place, and I'm living in my place, but we're in a relationship, then you should get whatever help you think you need, you know what I'm saying, from your your child's father, for your child. But if we living under one roof, I don't give a fuck what he don't do or don't do because we good over here, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. So uh, I would hope you wouldn't even 
care if he did anything or not. But like Shay said, sometimes you're going to have some women that want to double dip. You know what I'm saying? She's going to want to have the fruits of the, the household be taken care of and telling her baby father, I still need XYZ, just to make sure all bases covered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's so easy for a man to walk away. And then as women, we just have to conform. We have to adapt and we have to think quickly. Y'all do. And that's what goes. That's why God made y'all with the coochie. So. <laughs> hold on. Hold that thought. I feel like you still got a lot left to say, right? Mm-hmm. Would you be open to coming back to the next episode and we doing a part two? Sure, for, for sure. sure. Okay. It was a whole vibe. It was a whole vibe. You enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we go, B, you know what I gotta do? I got I got some emails. Yeah, is it cool for me to read them? It's okay. I got time. You ain't gonna fire me. You ain't gonna find me. I wish. Uh, yeah, you gonna like these, B. You gonna like these. So of course you you know. Well, first off, we have one from Carlos. Carlos was here on the Cold Switcher episode. Carlos said, "Yo, bruh." And Miss Janae. Great conversation on the last episode. My two pennies is that both Kiki and Leo Daddy are tripping. It's young love, though. Most young couples trip across the unknown guidelines of conduct for relationships. The entire interaction makes for good publicity for all parties involved. Kiki benefits by staying on the front page of entertainment news. Usher benefits by having people discuss his show even more than they already were. Perfect example. Due to the conversation, Miss Janae let it be known that she's interested in catching a show, and I'm sure her inbox was flooded with gentlemen offering to fly her out. Sounds like Usher sold at least two more tickets to a future show. Vegas benefits off of a tourism revenue of the women wanting to be flewed out for the opportunity to be serenaded by Usher. Leo's daddy got his face in the blogs. Leo's uncle even got a little bit of publicity from it. Before I wrap, I would like the podcast's input on a topic. As a man, is it a good idea to hit your coworkers? In the post-Me Too era, men run a high rate of having a mutually consensual exchange used against them. I have a little fine Jezebel throwing big hints at me in the office. Do y'all think I should jump off the dresser or spare her and double back in the future once we no longer work together? Chop this up for me and let me know what Kane would do if Kane were able to crack a coworker. Los. All right, Los, we, we, we going to get that, that topic to you on another episode because I, I got a lot to say about that one. I got a lot to say about that one. That's so, pretty interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely make sure we get that one in. And then, of course, Philly, my guy. Yo, Bull, yo, Shay. Nah. So you want me to start over? You just gonna... no, no, no. So let's jump in. All right, tell me. Yo, bull, yo, Shay. Not on social media, but the Kiki Palmer situation came across my desk. Before I give my opinion on the situation, that baby did her body right. Don't ever recall her having ass and titties before. Now she's sitting right in both categories. From one proud alum to another, one time for the illustrious South Carolina State University comment. Go Bulldogs. I'll never tell another bull how to run his race. I'll never tell another bull how to spend his money. I'll also never tell another bull how to handle his woman or women. With those things being said, I can't tell the father of Kiki Palmer's baby how to feel about how his lady acted at the Usher show, what she had on. He's well within his right to voice his displeasure over what she wore privately. I can, however, I can however, say I don't think he should have voiced his opinion on social media, supporting public, correcting private. Not sure if he's insecure or not, 
However, him posting what he posted on social media makes him look that way. It wasn't a good look. Couple days later, Winnie Harlow said Usher isn't about to cause any problems in my relationship and hopped on her boyfriend Kyle Kuzma's lap when Usher came over to sing to her. YG didn't trip over Usher singing to Saweetie. Bulls should so, take social media cues from Kuzma and YG. Kiki Palmer's father of her child has to take notes. Keep that shit player. Shit, Usher probably had her hot and ready to come home and make another baby. Another good John. Can't wait to hear the next episode. Philly. Keep it running, B, because he sent another. <laughs> yo, boy, yo, Shay. Shay's flustered, eh? She asked where we going to the top if she ain't scared. Round trips to Doha are as low as 1200 right now. That may be worth it for some new put. Never mind. LOL. Philly. <laughs> My guy, man. Shout out to Philly over there in Doha, Qatar, doing his thing. Need to come home soon, man. So, r and so we can pop these bottles, man. Goddamn, have some fun, man. Stop all that work. Um, with that being said, Sarah, I don't know if you want to, cause you're just Sarah. So you say, so yeah. if you're okay with it, uh, you can let everybody know how they can find you on your social media. If not, you don't have to, no, you're not cool with that. Okay. But of course, um, my engineer, my DJ bees, you can find him every Wednesday on DJ Page, DJ blaze ready show podcast. I'm getting tongue tied. He's also on Mondays and Tuesdays, correct? Monday and Wednesday. Okay. Tuesdays is for, uh, the other players. Um, but also, he's been on damn near everybody damn podcast on the network. So he's a busy man. Uh, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, do not hesitate to hit up Brandon Pearson on Facebook and Preacher underscore BP on Instagram. And I think Twitter as well. Um, or Crooks Media Group. Of course, you, know, you can find me at the Candace Able Podcast every Wednesday. Um, email. Let us know if you have a, a topic you want us to discuss, just like Carlos did. I have no problem discussing it. I'm going to ensure I get a good guess for that topic as well. You can email me at thecaneisablepod at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at Hennessy Black. Instagram and Twitter underscore Hennessy Black with two C's. Again, Sarah, I enjoyed having you. You got to come back because I know you got more to say and we ran out of time. But other than that, I appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome.